This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey, you guys, how you doing? How's your mother, brother, sister, cousin doing? I hope you're doing well. Say Wednesday. Wednesday. It could only be Wednesday because we have a special guest like no other Wednesday. Today I have Verlaine Quinney with me. And she has so many hats. So she's a mom. She's an entrepreneur. She works a full-time job. Um, she has her own podcast that I've been on called Melanated Podcast. Um, she also facilitates... I was the 757 connect and she's just she's just amazing and I just had to introduce you to introduce her to you and she's also uh, one of the students from the um TTC Academy so I mean she's just all the things and she is my success story actually she's like done all, I mean all the people who have been through TTC Academy let's be clear cuz um Sade is opening up a new brick and mortar Verlaine, she's like just finding her lane and killing it out here and is um established her own organization. I mean, everyone is just killing it out here. I'm just so proud of everybody and I'm so happy and humbled to be connected to everybody. That's ultimately the thing. And I want to again continue the conversation with other entrepreneurs where we are, how we're doing, what does that look like? Again, you guys remember I started um a job and some of you guys are still hitting me up in my DMs are and are taking aback. Like, Sharice, why would you go to a job when you've been working for yourself for the last five years? And again, for me it is the goal has not changed. The goal is to influence um and to provide education to small business owners. So nothing has stopped with um financial fancy, let's be clear. But also it has um opened up my range, my proximity, my territory to help more entrepreneurs moving to Richmond and being in the city because there are just so many new innovative and um Verlaine, she lives in the 757, which you guys know, Kickatan High School all day long, class 01. <laughs> You know, Hampton, Newport News is my heart, Portsmouth, all those areas, right? Um, actually, Verlaine, we'll have to talk about this. I heard that they're adding another area code. Have you heard it? I have heard that, yes. yeah. <laughs> I will always be 757 till I die. I am now an 804 girl, but um, yes, but you know, um, Virginia always has a place in my heart. So Verlaine, I know I've introduced you, but please tell the people who you are, what you do, what, how do you want them to address you when they fall into your DMs, when they need to, you know, have, get some assistance. So I'm Verlaine Quinney. I am the founder of the Connect 757. I'm also a single mom, um, host of Melanie Spark podcast, do a lot of stuff in the community, uh, advocate for small businesses, for women, for moms looking to kind of pave their way and, and, and get connected and get all the resources that they need. Um, like you said, I do work full time as well. So definitely balance a lot of hats, but I enjoy it. My, my biggest thing I would say is being a connector for uh, just people in general. And we appreciate that. I mean, there's ne there's never going to be 
too many places to be a resource to people. And, and that's something I know, even even being in the Small Business Development Center, I've learned that a lot of people still do not know the resources that are available. They, it doesn't even cross their minds, especially people of color. And you know what we want to do is bridge the gap for them and we appreciate the service that you're providing and you know the 757 and what it's doing what it does and where it's going um if you guys are in the 757 trust me you want to be part of this crew first of all they be doing what's the <laughs> golf place called that you said i need to do top, top golf they do, golf. <laughs> <laughs> they do top golf they do brunches they do they got a 5 a.m club baby when i tell you this club is packed with activities engagement being present for one another because um an interview i actually did that you guys will hear before this one um comes out is you know and i, I heard it earlier this week the um lady was saying that you know you've ever been and this doesn't i think a lot of people we always romanticize things but platonic relationships right business yeah. relationships that you can be present but not be present right your presence is yeah. here but you're not present and i see a lot of people kind of i feel like something's going on i know I, I, of course i'm on the tiktoks i'd be on the tiktoks right <laughs> <laughs> and um this one guy said, you know, they, people are weird. And I was like, yes. But it also leads me to think, like, if we're all looking for the same thing, why aren't we connecting better? And I guess that's what I've been writing in my journal. Like, if Relaine, look, Relaine's my friend, right? We talk, we text, we got each other's personal numbers, we, we slide in each other's DMs. I feel like we're connected, right? But yeah. if we're all looking for connectivity why why is it that we keep missing the mark and i know that everyone's not there's there's not everyone's not going to understand everybody but there, but you know the old saying is there's somebody for everybody though but why yeah. are we having such a hard time finding our somebody you know even in business mentorships um coaches and things of that nature because i feel like a lot of people are maybe themselves are coming off disingenuine and then when you connect with them you're like oh you're not really yeah. the coach that I thought you were going to be. So how do you find this? Don't even, ain't, look, I told you you start saying something. I got to thinking about it. <laughs> how do you draw people into the 757? Like, what does that look like? What What is some feedback you get? Because some people are trying to make their own, their own organizations or trying to be a resource. How do you connect the people? And then they're like, yes, I want to be aligned with you guys. I think because we do, we network differently. So we don't focus on, it's great if you have a business card, bring your business card, pass it out. Right. But that's not the focus. The focus is like truly getting to know people, really building authentic relationships. Um, just because in my experience, I felt like when you build those genuine relationships, mm -hmm. then you're building trust, then you're more likely to do business, then send referrals, right. send jobs, things like that, because you know the person. Um, just because I met you, you passed me your business card, but we have we don't have no connection. We, ha we have not had any type of conversation. I'm not going to refer people right. to you because I don't know you. But if I know somebody else that knows you or we've, we've sat down and we've bonded over, you know, we went um, zip lining or we did some adventure together yeah. or we, you know, have a favorite um, drink or there's something there's something memorable about that person on um, a level that you can connect with right. outside of, you know, putting on right. or you know, just showing up um, how you expect other people or what you expect people to want to see right. instead of uh, showing up yourself. Right. I think when you move past all of that and just are not worried about 
what other people, I guess, are expecting to see or, you know, overthinking it. Right. If you're going like, oh, let me just attend this event to see, like, who can I meet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what can I learn? What what business can I support? It just depends, I, I think, again, on your intentions, too. Right. Yeah. What are your intentions for it? I love and that. I, yeah. A lot of times, I won't say a lot of times, I'll say sometimes intentions are not... Um, they're very self-serving when it comes to networking, I think, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, one thing that I like to talk about is it should be a mutually beneficial relationship. It shouldn't be just what you can get out of it. When Most you're definitely. People. Most definitely. That's something we talked a lot about um, when we were doing TTC Academy, right? Intentionality, right? And that, yeah. again, is not... And that, and, and that intentionality, again, is not just romantic relationships or even platonic relationships intentionality is the relationship you have with yourself right? taking time exactly right when we re-examined you know what what it is that you wanted to get done and what did that look like right um again i just want to say like you have blossomed to a different person in the six weeks that we worked together right like you have a focus you are executing and delegating right you're working yes. on your business set it <laughs> in your business and we were able to flip that switch for you and it's just so amazing how you know you show up for yourself your others your daughter you know everyone and I you know I'm getting the newsletters I'm you know like I, I I'm expecting you now you know it's again that like you said when you build that trust then you kind of anticipate like all right I'm gonna get me a a an a email from the 757 Connect tell me what I, I can't come, but at least I know what y'all are doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I also know when I can when I can help too, right? Like when you did the yeah. um, Christmas drive, I'm not there, but I'm still able to donate, right? And that's that intentionality. I know that sometimes, yeah. you know, and I think sometimes we believe or we box ourselves in thinking it needs to look one kind of way. And that's the furthest thing from the truth too. Because looking showing up can also be different because someone's presence doesn't have to be present to be felt either yeah that's true that's so true yeah and i would say we've um because this area brings people here because of the military because Mm -hmm. of jobs because of school um there are people that do leave the area but Mm -hmm. um even today this morning um the the person we were supposed to record with they're no longer in the area Mm -hmm. but they were here, you know, during the pandemic and whatnot. And so things had slowed down then, but they're picking back up. And right. so that was the thing he said today. It was like, man, like, I hate, you know, I'm not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I see y'all doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like, right. when I come back, you know, we're going to have to get connected again. So right. it's like, even if they're not here, when they come back, they plan to still be here. Exactly. When they're in the exactly. So, Verlaine, how long have you been an entrepreneur? Um... I have been entrepreneur, so with the Connect for, what, five years now, I believe. But prior to that, I did, you know, Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad, he's he's been an entrepreneur, like, all my life. So I've always seen that from him. But for me, I would say, like, gung-ho, especially with the Connect, <laughs> five years. Okay, I love that. So why are you so passionate about being an entrepreneur? And why do you feel like you needed to make that space for yourself? Because I saw that there was a need to authentically bring Black people together, number one, um, to be able to provide access to other opportunities or just letting people know about other opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I say that because initially um, I was in a position, nine to five role, where I had to network for that job. And so I was going to a lot of events. A lot of them were free, but a lot of events in the entrepreneurial community here. 
And a lot of times I would not see anyone that looked like me. Um, I may be the only female, the only black female, the only or the youngest one. That was another thing, too. And so I'm like, I know other people would benefit from, you know, coming out to these things. And so um, it transitioned to my friend had actually invited me to her group in Facebook, which is now my group because she she gave it over to me. Um, it was 35 people and it was um, just a space to bring black people together. Mm-hmm. I tapped into that and just built that and then turned that into the Connect 757 because I see there was a need for a space for us to be ourselves. But then, you know, it transitioned from attending other people's stuff to now hosting our own events um, and doing things on our own in terms of having conversations that we need to have, Mm -hmm. doing events that we like to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So just being a safe space because it's something that we needed that we didn't necessarily have and you didn't have to worry about, I guess, the politics of things or, you know, how should I dress or, you know, things like that. You just... you come as you are. <laughs> That's right. We love it. We love it. Yes, yes. I love that. Um, because yeah, and I and I believe those spaces are needed even more so now. Like I know there's a th- I do have a thought process, but now I think especially since I'm getting older, I'm just like, you know what? No, I need this. I need it in yeah. its totality. I need it for myself. I need it just as it is i don't want to have to code switch although i don't do that very frequently like you go get sharice for who she is but i understand um and also hard conversations so i'm actually going to ask you this one question see get your opinion so i was reading um uh or maybe nope i was listening to tiktok i don't even know why i'm lying everything i see is from tiktok i was like did i read that i was like nope it was on tiktok article on TikTok. <laughs> yes the article on tiktok i was i was reading the news of tiktok <laughs> this lady said um she said that she went to the bank she's a black black lady goes to the bank it's a black teller she said as soon as she got up there, the lady started calling or whoever was serving her i don't remember what their gender were but they kept calling it was sis um, they were very informal with her, you know, they were also doing multiple tasks when they were helping her, I guess they answered the phone, and basically, and she was just like, I really hate that, it's almost like, yes, I understand, and I, of course, I go straight to the comments, and somebody was like, you know what, <laughs> it's it, it was in those moments of code switching in, at work that helped me to get through, but at the same time, it's like, I don't care if it was a bank or not. There is some kind of professionalism. Like, it, I don't even care if I was in McDonald's. Give yeah. me my food, actually, which takes me to this other thought process. I went to McDonald's <laughs> while I was in Richmond, and this guy was messing up the orders, and the lady was correcting him with the window open. Like, and I was just like, y'all need to have kitchen talk behind the clothes. I don't want to hear that. Give me my food. But right. again, sometimes when black people, I think that we... um we are not as professional as we are, which also makes me think, do we subconsciously think less of ourselves? Um, because if we were, if the person they were serving was an other, then would they have not done those things, right? You wouldn't be calling someone, like, I always go back and forth. Like, if you called me sis, I wouldn't probably feel no kind of way. But if I don't know you and you calling me sis, I want to be like, <sighs> like okay you kind of it's almost like someone calling me a nickname like you don't know me like that right so what are your thoughts about other um people of color um i guess being too familiar with each other because of our because of our likely likeness in that area 
So I think it depends. And I, it's funny that you brought that up because that's actually a question I've been bringing up about when it comes to code switching and how like DEI is, mm-hmm. you know, really prevalent right now. Okay. And if we think about it, DEI is, is, is a space that we're supposed to be able to show up ourselves with no judgment, right? But then you think about code switching and it's like that fine line of being someone else or is it just being professional, like changing your identity completely or just making sure you're professional and like um, adapting to your environment. Right. So I think in terms of your question, I think depends on the setting. So like, and I thought about that because in our group, I am definitely like, yes, sis, yes, girl. Like, I'm definitely that person. Okay. So like in that Facebook group. And I don't, I don't say, I don't know everybody, but like right. when people are dropping they Flex Fridays and like sharing their wins. Sorry, one second. <laughs> Be careful, please. Um, when they're sharing their wins and super excited, I'm like cheering them on. Like, right. I don't know you, but right. I'm going to cheer you on like you're my best friend. Right. Because that's that's the whole point of our community. Right. But, and for example, for the, the banking, I wouldn't have had an issue if she's saying sis. I wouldn't have an issue for that. Like, okay. I don't know, that's just my personality. Other people would have. Right. But in terms of you're not um, providing the best customer service in terms of doing all this other stuff right. and not really being helpful. Right. That is more the issue than right. saying Right, right. For sure, right. for sure, for sure. Yeah. I think... Go ahead. I would say I do know some people that don't like that. And I think it just depends on the context. Because another example I think of is I was reading it. Somebody had a situation where... Um, she has a black business and she was in a situation where she was servicing her customer. Somebody came up to her while she was servicing her customer and like basically wanted her to stop what she was doing to help this per another the, the person that came up to her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, No, I can't do that. And he basically like cussed her out, did all this, and you know, this is why we're not supporting each other and da da. But she was doing what she needed. She was being professional right. and doing what she needed to do. But in that situation, his interpretation was, You're not supporting me, like it goes back to your example of right. he was being extra friendly, like he he knew her, and right. that that uh, that level was not there. Right. Yet. right. So I don't. It, it just depends on the situation itself to me, right. um, and where you're at, the environment. So I think some factors definitely play. I think there's something I think a conversation look I'm, I'm go ahead and put in your you um you guys the 757 they do different um dialogue dynamic dialogue se- sectors mm-hmm. I think a whole conversation needs to be about code switching and what I would like to see probably it won't happen before well it might it might you know I'm only 39 I'm still young okay you are still I'm young. still young but <laughs> I, I I would love to believe that someone could be their whole self but I do give a caveat because there has to be an understanding of who that person is and what the reason why I say I don't do a lot of code switching is because I just show up as myself either you're gonna like me or you're not right I, I, I don't act a certain way if, in front of others and you know now I, maybe I would say I act a little bit more lax perhaps around my others my my people but um 
I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said about code switching that is negative. It's almost like, not so much like, but also you need to read the room. So are we really, there is code switching, but there are also like things, there are things I wouldn't wear to church that I would wear to the club. Let's be clear. So are we really, are we code switching or are we conducting ourselves and adapting to the environment because there's a difference but there are some people who act like totally different people because i've worked in a call center honey and the way these people talk off the phone the way they talk on the phone you wouldn't even know that they're the same person (laughs) right so i I do understand i understand what code switching is but but there is a layering of like are are you actually code switching or are you adapting to where you are because even if you're if you go to pick up your daughter at her school, right? You're not going to be going up there, you know, acting crazy. I mean, unless unless the situation calls for you to act crazy, right? Because I think in any circumstance, people, emotions can make them present a certain kind of way. Um, but I don't know. There's something to be said about this code switching part. I'm, I'm really... So I'm so glad that you brought that up because at our last dynamic dialogues, that got brought up. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually looking at doing a whole dynamic dialogues around code switching mm-hmm. now especially with this DEI space and being able to show up yourself. Mm-hmm. Can you really show up yourself as a black person? Right. Can you, re- like, is it truly acceptable? Is it truly acceptable? Like, that's right. the, the real question. Like, we we push it and we push, like, being inclusive, but is it really acceptable? Because there is something to be said. I know you guys are like, I know we're talking about entrepreneurship, but this is part of entrepreneurship. Right. Right. No, because, okay, so... <laughs> Relaine does um, character um, building and um, team building and things like that with professional, like professional development. So that's why yeah. this topic is so important to to me and her. You know, I, it really intrigues me because, again, I've done DEI work. I'm also on a board for DEI work here in Lynchburg. And there, I've, I've come across Caucasian people who have actually code switched. I feel like they try to make me feel more comfortable by using vernacular oh, yeah. that we normally use. So, again, uh, yeah. because I also don't want to make people, because this is another thing. On the TikToks, you know, there's a sector of others who do, you know, people say, you guys want to emulate black women so bad. You know, they got long nails and they're popping their lips and stuff. But I don't want it to seem like that is the norm because that's what it appears like right that's what people i'm like so do you believe that black women um show up in the world like that right because then it 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 makes us then because i'm not a monolith that's the other part so it's like so if code switching is supposed to be it it sounds like it's it's a bad you know it's a bad it's a bad term right it's a bad term right so if i'm code switching does that also mean that um, I am this stereotype that you believe that I am, but I'm acting like this because I'm trying to make you comfortable. I don't know. Again, this is such a layered conversation. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it. I think it goes back to how you define code switching. Like mm. that's how I really feel. Like that's how you can determine whether it's good or bad. But everybody defines it differently. Very true. I feel like at the end of the day, you should be able to show up yourself, but you still have to have that that um that line of professionalism right 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 okay okay all right y'all yes okay y'all we're gonna get off this code switching part okay we're gonna get off of it verlaine what have you found to be the easiest thing about your entrepreneurship journey thus far the easiest thing has any of it been easy um oh i felt like 
yes, in terms of like the type of relationships that have been built, mm-hmm. that has been easy. Like once once we got people out to events, yes. it has been great, you know, yes. getting those relationships, those friendships built over time. Um, now that part took a lot of work right. <laughs> to get to that point. But I would say once we're at the event and like the event is going like day of event, mm-hmm. now we're on that part is the easy part. Right. It's the preparation that leads up to it. That is always the most difficult. So the the other side of that is what's the hardest part? So you're saying coordinating all the events has been the hardest part of being an entrepreneur? I should rephrase that. No, because that's stuff I love to enjoy. So mm. that in terms of that, no. The hardest part in terms of entrepreneurship would probably be the, all the stuff that I don't know because mm. I didn't go to school for business. Right. So it's a lot of things that I've had to learn. You have to try out along the way. Sometimes you feel a little defeated. Um, for example, my very first event that I did, literally nobody showed up. <gasps> no. <laughs> so look, I'll do you one better. Well, <laughs> I, I had people show up, but at the time it was my best friend, my now ex-husband and his best friend on my first event i was like really oh my sister and my ex-sister-in-law and i was like so basically no one showed up (laughs) it was a vision board party but hey it happens and and the crazy part is i did a facebook event and everyone was like are you know saying they were coming i was so and i and i had gotten scared that it was not gonna be big enough for all the people who had said yes ain't nobody show up I said, y'all, I'm done with y'all. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that it, it provided learning yes, opportunities. Yes, yes, but, yes, yes. Yeah, that was, the, I would say that was the hardest, but just the, the hardest part is the stuff that I don't know that I I need for business. Well, I'll um, tell you already, look, I, you already know I went to a formal college and got my degree. Nothing about entrepreneurship was taught in school. I went to school for accounting, so I took a couple business classes, nothing. Those classes are intended for you to get someone's nine to five as a, a manager, uh, you know, yeah. middle management, maybe even executive board, you know, if you're lucky. Um, we know how that goes. Um, but and none of the, yeah, form, yeah, formal education does not teach you how to be an entrepreneur in any way, in any capacity. That's the point blank in the period. It don't even teach you how to yeah. f- file an LLC, which is crazy to me because so many people have questions like, okay like you at least think that they would show you how to form an entity or even what the specifications of those that's something that we teach at the small business development center because you know people just don't know what an s corp is an llc or a c corp you know and um it blows my mind that we are paying all this money to go to universities that they don't even teach us the basics of of what a business even though you're working for someone what that business looks like on the inside right like their tax structure you know just because i think people would conceptually have a better idea as a consumer how they present when they go to you know buy stuff from people like how does how do tax dollars work how do dollar consumer dollars work you know i'll say this till i'm blue in the face because i'm always small business local like i need to know where you got your um shirt from i saw it i was like yes i need that (laughs) i need that but you know for every ten dollars you spend in your local economy eight of those dollars stay there so think of all of the jobs that take those local dollars you're that's your police department. Those are your teachers. That's the fire department. That's your legislation. That's on the city council board and, and all the other things, right? So your 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 roads and all the things. So, you know, again, I, I consciously, intentionally buy local and small business because I know that money goes back to whatever those localities are. 
Um, So again, you know, all the things. So you guys, we have to pay some bills. We're going to hit a commercial and then we'll come back to you. Lexi and Lee is a mindful life boutique with capsule statements that can suit any wardrobe selection. When you shop there, you'll find all kinds of unique maker gems like jewelry, home goods, clothing, and accessories. Supporting Lexi and Lee is supporting the downtown community and collection of partnerships with local businesses. Make sure while you're enjoying downtown to stop by Lexi and Lee across from the Farmer's Market on Main Street and give them a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Lexi and Lee. And for an added bonus, for your visit in person or online, use the code FANCY to get 20% off your purchase. Again, use promotion code FANCY to get 20% off and let them know Financial Fancy sent you. Back from our sponsors. So we're going to switch lanes, Relaine. Okay. So what's something you would, you know, we right before the commercial you had said, you know, you didn't know about business, but what's something you wish you did know before you started your business? That you are going to have to test things out on your oh, own. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, just knowing that I think upfront would have been helpful in mm. terms of, you know, learning learning who your customers are. That's going to take time. Yes. Knowing what type of events, for, specifically for me, knowing what events work best for my my community, mm. the time of day that works best, mm-hmm. the, the day of the week that works mm-hmm. best. So those are things that I just had to learn over time by literally testing it out, right? hosting events, right. Um, partnering with different areas, different sides of the wall, mm-hmm. <laughs> different cities, and just seeing the, the support um, across the region. So that w- I would say that would be the the, the biggest thing that oh, you're yeah. going to have to test things out yourself, literally down to the smallest thing mm-hmm. to see what works best for your company. Right. Research and development is an ongoing situation too, right? Like once you find out what your secret sauce is, you will always yeah. be tweaking it, right? And ever so often you have to implement something different right because you know COVID did something to us where you guys were meeting in person where you had to put everything online and I know that was probably challenging like to switch that over and now that we're kind of the mandates are kind of getting pulled back now you're meeting in person again it's kind of like building back that momentum but it sounds like you guys bounced back pretty good I mean once you guys went back to in person um I've been seeing your events and y'all been outside and and I'm loving it so yeah I would say we actually grew the most during the pandemic because we were consistently still doing a lot of stuff online. Mm-hmm. I built a lot of relationships with businesses and organizations online because that was the other pro that mm-hmm. everybody is online. Right, right. <laughs> so you had, in my opinion, you had more access to people during that time. So we actually grew a lot over the pandemic in terms of engagement, support, followers, everything. So that when we did transition back, in person, um, I would say the hardest part with the pandemic, though, for us is because, like everyone, one week it's closed, one right. week we're open, right. and so if we're planning an in-person event and then now numbers shoot up, it's like, well, what, right. what are we going to do right. in these two weeks? You know, so I would say that was really difficult, but the transition back to in-person has been really good. That's good. What's been the biggest lesson you've learned thus far being an entrepreneur? have things in writing, have contracts. Oh, yes. Um, you speaking my language. You talking yeah. nice now. Go ahead, Relaine. 
contracts. I be trying to yes. tell people. They just don't listen to me. They be like, well, I just, they go do. I'm like, and, and you know what? The contract ain't, and it, it's not even on no, like, you know, I want to take you to court or something. Very much like people who get prenums, right? You, it's the, it is, it, it is, it's even beyond the protections. It's about having an outline and understanding of what the expected is, right? You know what the deliverers mm-hmm. are going to be. You know what what what's supposed to happen when this happens, right? Um, this one client I had, this has been some years ago. They did a delivery service for some local um farmers like they just delivered stuff from one location to the next so they're just doing transport and they didn't have a contract they didn't think of nothing other like oh we're just helping them they give us a couple of dollars and i said well what happens if you get in an accident and all of the the merchandise you have goes in the road right you you drop you're dropping their money you know what i'm saying if anything i thought that they would want to have a contract or somebody would have brought it up and they're like no, I said, put that in writing. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that some something needs to be said about reimbursing them, you know, for the, the loss of the, the cart. Or maybe not at all. You know, it was an accident, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's something that needs to be, be in writing about what you guys are doing with each other. They were like, ah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's not it's not even about the, it's like adulting. It's not if it's going to happen, it's when. I mean, yeah. gra- granted, I, I, I'm not wishing an accident on them at all, but I'm like, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like people driving crazy out here. You just want to just put something in writing, right? So, yeah, contracts are most definitely um, important. Yes. And, yeah, so... Okay, so let's round this off the end. What do you hope the listeners of the Business After Dark podcast will take away from you being on the guest on the show today? I would say one thing I didn't mention, but I always like to make sure that I put out there is that those that are like hesitant of trying new things in their business Mm -hmm. or they feel stuck is like just do it and then see what Mm -hmm. happens right trying it stepping out of outside of your comfort zone um literally started this from like nothing oh yes (laughs) i really had to test everything out along the way um look for like opportunities to collaborate and partner Mm -hmm. i feel like that's definitely one of our um staples is that we collaborate with a lot of Mm -hmm. organizations individuals businesses in the community so i feel like that has really built our brand to be as strong as it is now is because we were spread across different industries um different businesses different cities across the region so um i would say that that would be the main takeaways is Build, well, build relationships, obviously, yes, right? right? Build relationships. Uh, don't be afraid to collaborate and step outside of your comfort zone. That's right. I love that. All right. So to um, finish this up, I have a rapid fire moment. I didn't even tell Ooh. you about it. So Amen. take a breath. I'm not ready. Hold on a second. They're not going to be nothing crazy. Just some some fun. I did it with Nicholas. I didn't do it with anybody else. But I was like, oh, I'll do it with Relaine. I was like, this should be good. Okay. Okay. So what... What book are you currently reading? What book? So there's a couple of books, but what is it called? It's it's a book for work. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking out on it. Basically, it's talked about imposter imposter syndrome and being like a woman leader. So that's what that I can't think of the name. Look, I gotta look it up real quick. 
you guys while she's while she's looking it up um they also have a book club and they just finished um the rachel rogers book not too long ago that i finished reading that we all should be millionaires and that is a chef's kiss book so if you have not read that and i it's mostly for women it is catered to women but i think a man could most definitely get something out of it um especially if you're a person of color um it gives some really good information so i love that book Yes. So the book for work is The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. Okay. Um, That's the current book. And I would say for book club, that book is Children of Virtue and Vengeance. And that's by a Black author, Tommy Adeyemi. Okay. We love it. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why you say that? She said no. I mean, I get it. It's 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 on a bun, right? It's got bread. It's got meat. Mm-mm, that is not a sandwich. Okay. It needs. It might be, it needs to be flat. It's round. No, that is not a sandwich. But bread comes in different ways. Is a is 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 a a bagel with lunch meat and and lettuce and stuff. Is that a sandwich? Uh, yes. Oh, but that is okay. But it's because it's flat. Okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. And the very last question: What are you looking forward to the most as this? What look? It snowed yesterday, right, y'all? Let's back up. I went to Richmond. I did look at the weather. Y'all know I ain't been watching the news because it's tax season. I've been head down doing taxes. I had to go to Richmond before my job, and also looking for an apartment. And um. It was supposed to rain on Sunday. That's what I saw. It was supposed to rain. It was kind of cool. So I brought warmer weather. I brought a sweater dress, whatever. Baby, I did not bring stuff for snow. I brought tennis shoes. I didn't bring no boots. I didn't. I was not prepared. <laughs> she was not prepared. Okay. <laughs> so the snow, the snow was pretty as I was driving back. It was stuck. It stuck to the grass, but I could see it had not snowed in Lynchburg, or at least maybe it was just flurries. It wasn't anything. It's most definitely snowed more in Richmond, but I was so in a in abyss of, of of bliss while I was in Richmond because I'm so excited about this move that I was like usually I'm like oh snow I just been having like the most positive attitude these days I just been like ah it's snow I was like oh take a nap then and 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 it was a black restaurant week baby it was. like I said I had a ball in Richmond okay <laughs> So I was actually supposed to come this weekend, but because of the weather. Oh yes, that's right. I we did talk about that yesterday. We yeah. did. So what are you most last? So the last question. I said all that to say the last question is, <laughs> what are you most looking forward to now that we're on the other side of daylight savings? We're getting more light. It's about to be summer. We about we outside. What are you looking forward to? You got you got any concerts planned? You got what you got planned? So we have a lot of stuff planned for this year, um, especially since it's getting nice out. We're going to be doing a lot of things um, back outdoors. Mm-hmm. We'll be going to the wine fest that they have here in Norfolk. We'll be hosting several events um, ourselves mm-hmm. over the next several months. But the biggest thing I would say for this year um, is going to Greece at the end of September. So okay. looking forward to our Greece trip um, and just being able to really travel. Mm-hmm. Um, our summertime also is Melanin Brunch series. And so we are looking to do something a little bit different this summer with it. Um, last summer we brought it back, but it was uh, contained mm. <laughs> because a lot of restaurants weren't let, letting you right. do, you know, right. booking maybe right. like eight right. or whatever. Right. So, just looking to get out and connect outside mm-hmm. again and exploring the region, seeing what new places 
have popped up and opened. Mm -hmm. Um, Relaxing is a big part too. Mm -hmm. And I would say the other thing is our outdoor summer adventure series starts back up. So we have some fun things planned to get outside of our comfort zones when it comes to outdoor activities. Fantastic. And you guys, I'm going to put the link for the 757 Connect. So if you're interested in going to Greece this summer, um they are still taking um spots, right? And um yeah. any and if you're and if you're in the area and you're trying to get connected with other young professionals or professionals in general, there's no age bracket for the 757. Um but you know we most definitely encourage more people of color <laughs> um <Yeah>. things <laughs> of that space yeah so you know if you're looking for a space like that or just to be connected in general um i highly encourage you to get connected and look in the show notes like i said for all of the connections to get connected to verlaine and their and her group and just her in general and you want to follow her her mommy dash right currently she's in the midst of girl scout cookie season so you know that's what she's been posting (laughs) lately not that i've been stalking it or anything but yeah i'm just here to support okay i'm like i don't want any cookies but i'll give you 20 dollars and y'all could keep the box or give it to somebody okay because i need to lose some weight okay that's on period i'm trying to be somewhere for my birthday in august with least amount of clothes as possible i said what i said anyways <laughs> i second that ditto okay yes it's been a it's been a good tax season and again but um i'm doing a lot of transition it, it feels like these last two years for me to be totally honest even being an entrepreneur um i no longer i no longer want to provide the excuse and i don't even know if that i don't want to provide a reasoning why I didn't do something is because of something personal, if that makes any sense. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we lean on, oh, I had like last year, I did. I did have a hysterectomy, right? But I knew I was going to have that months in advance. So what more could I have done to prepare for that? I am moving and it's the middle of tax season, right? So I sent everyone an email, gave everyone updates last week and no one emailed me back. I was like, when you're on top of it, It'd be good, but it, let let me not say nothing. People are like, hey, so you've had my taxes for like seven <laughs> days. What's the update? You know, again, play, putting those things in place. Me, me and Verlaine talk about SOPs, right? When you put those things yeah. in place, I promise you, it makes your business run so much smoother. I mean, I hired another person, uh, another virtual assistant. Things I'm not saying like things are like hunky dory and peaches and cream over here but what i am saying is um my stress level was is as low as it possibly can be in the midst of tax season in the midst of moving to richmond in the midst of starting a, a nine to five and running a business and i'm happy yeah. i'm happy right now yes verlaine thank you so much for your time and for being on the podcast um you guys make sure you also check out her podcast i'm also gonna put the link there too for the melanated spark podcast i've done um an episode or two, two. I know. The second one hasn't come out yet, but I'm just saying. So y'all y'all just be on the search of that. Um also I want to make a big announcement. By the time this is aired, um TTC Academy will be open. So if you're looking to be a part of TTC Academy, you want to strategically learn how to get to your bag, what that looks like, running your business, basically all the things they didn't teach you in school. Um Please sign up. Um, openings, again, will open April 1st. I don't know when this particular podcast will be aired, but by the time this is open, it will it will be April. So I know that um, it will be open and, open and available for you guys. Um, again, I have two things for you guys. I'm rooting for your win. And I hope that you have the best day ever. Ahala!